The goal of this podcast is to help you break in and thrive in advertising. We do that every Tuesday by sharing the stories and advice from people rocking it on the other side. This week, we hear from Jeff Graham. Jeff Graham is president and CMO of Cactus. They're a strategically led creative agency specializing in consumer and behavior change over in Denver, Colorado. Before his role at Cactus, Jeff was SVP managing director at Barclay and co-founder managing director of Boulder creative boutique, Grenadier. Jeff brings 30 years of agency experience leading account teams in some of the country's most creative driven agencies including Crispin Porter Boguski, Arnold Worldwide, TBWA Shia Day, and Core. His account experience spans some of the world's most iconic brands. That includes Microsoft, Volkswagen, Jack Daniels, Tennessee Whiskey, Best Buy, NFL, Gibson, Virgin Mobile, Bass Pro Shops, Indian Motorcycle, Under Armour, and Old Navy. He was even an interim CMO at Old Navy. Jeff takes the time to shed light on how we can all break in and thrive in advertising. I love his advice and cannot wait for you to hear. Oh, and you can connect with Jeff. If you want to head over to our Instagram, you can see his recommended resources as well. I'm also happy to make any personal connections for you. So check out our Instagram at breaking and entering pod on Instagram at breaking and entering pod, all one word. Now on with the show. This is the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. And as usual, I'm your accomplice, Gino Schellenberg. Kick it, Mikey. All right, Jeff Graham, welcome to the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. Thanks so much for taking the time and being here with us. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks, Gino. Thanks for having me here. Appreciate you coming on. I know you're probably super, super busy. Um, um, can't wait to talk about you. This is going to be a special episode, Jeff, because you are the president and CMO at Cactus. So a lot to uncover, but where are you at right now is my question. So I'm in my office at Cactus, and uh, we are at the corner of 15th and Little Raven in lower downtown Denver. Lodo is the name of our okay. uh, neighborhood okay. um, in a historic uh, brick building that we've been in. Uh, let's see, I think we've we've owned this building since uh, 2010, and the agency has existed uh, for 32 years. So. Um, Okay. I don't know, I think three decades doing anything, you're doing something right. But yeah, we just yep. celebrated 32 years as an agency. Amazing. Congratulations. That, that says a lot. Um, and if you want to go see the background, it looks really cool. The brick in the background, you go, go to our Instagram page, which we'll we'll tease at later. But um, Jeff, we're going to talk about you. We're going to talk about Cactus. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to talk about your life and your career. You've been doing You've been doing agency life quite some time now so we'll pick that apart your break and story maybe longevity in advertising at agency side yeah um, a lot to uncover here but first tell us about yourself what do you do as president and cmo high level what does that look like yeah this? um yeah it's it's my first time doing this doing this job so uh you know ho hopefully i'm doing okay um but as as president i'm kind of on the hook for 
all the operations and business performance of the agency. Um, and then uh, functional departments, uh, service areas within the agency like uh, administrative, account service, brand strategy, comms and media, uh, project management. So, uh, and then my partner, Norm Shearer, is the chief creative officer and he's over uh, pretty much all things creative. So uh, creative design, mm -hmm. uh, creative production, uh, and our digital experience group. So we kind of split split duties. And then the CMO part of my job is, of course, being on the hook for uh, growth and new business for the agency. But uh, usually when I introduce myself, it's I'm your one throat to choke for all things cactus. So gotcha. Somebody's got to do it. Gotcha. So you started off and we don't have to pick this part just yet, but you've been account mainly for your whole career and, and, and worked your way up through different agencies. Is that, is that accurate? The yeah. account track for you? Yep. I, um, I had a strangely linear journey getting mm -hmm. into advertising decided, uh, I wanted to do this, uh, before I even went into college. So, uh, yeah. so How'd you? I selected a college and I selected a course of study, believe it or not, to, I wanted to be an account person in ad agencies, uh, as opposed to the myriad of connections I have that just sort of stumbled into this or, yeah, I know people who were like school teachers or, you know, salespeople or, uh, did something different and then found their, you sort of like fumbled and found their way. Uh -huh. in I, I want, I actually I wanted to do this. And that's interesting. I had the same thing. I was lucky enough to watch Mad Men growing up. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, before I went, uh, when I was in high school, I was obviously, I watched Mad Men. I want to be Roger Sterling. And I thought that was perfect. I wanted to smoke cigarettes all the time and, and drink all the time and be a jerk. No, I'm just kidding. But so my, my, my Mad Men thing is my mission. My entire career has basically been to be the anti Pete Campbell. So okay. there you go. That guy is, you know, has been in my sort of mental bulletin board before that show even existed. But a guy like that, sure, you know, a punchable, you know, I'm pretty sure he got punched a couple times in that. You know, that just, show. just a despicable display yeah. of, you know, uh, all all the sort of worst cartoonish yeah. traits of of account people sort of mm -hmm. rolled up in 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 that character. <laughs> So, and you didn't even know him at the time, but that's, that's good. Um, and I'm sure you you've achieved that, or else you wouldn't have been so successful and are so successful in all the different roles that you've had. More about Cactus, though. Um, yeah, I want to know high level how many people are working there. You're yeah. in Denver. You're in any other locations. What are their yeah. clients looking like? Give us the because yeah. we're talking to people that don't know advertising very well. Maybe they want to get right. into advertising. Maybe they want to work for Cactus. Give yeah. us the rundown. Let's see your CMO brain work a little bit. <laughs> sure. So, uh, you know, I mentioned uh, we're, we're in downtown Denver. We're 32 years old. Um, we've got uh, right around 70 people uh, in the agency. It is a full service agency. So I think kind of nice. all the requisite capabilities you would expect from sort of a lead uh, full service agency, but still, still kind of a small agency. 
Um, and I think, uh, you know, we, we operate and the culture is still very much of kind of that family feel of, of a small agency and um, the, cult, the culture of the place is very special and important. Um, I, I, I like to say we were, I think, a purpose-driven agency about 25 years before it was a thing before it was cool uh, in in the uh in the industry our founder is a guy named joe conrad who started this agency at the ripe old age of 26 years old like i didn't know up from i didn't know up from down when i was in advertising in 26 but uh you know joe quit his job got together with some partners and started this agency uh and they did that expressly uh to create a place uh, one where, you know, creative people could come together and do the best work of their careers, but just as importantly, who they do it for, um, nice. that we would only work for brands, causes, nonprofits, foundations, governmental agencies that somehow help people thrive in their lives, uh, brands that make the world a better place, you know, okay. I just be in their small corner of, of the universe, but sure. you know, if all the client does is sell stuff to make money, that's not going to be a good fit for us. So definitely uh, a, a real purpose orientation uh, for the agency stretching back to June 1st, 1990. So yeah. today I think the idea of having a, a very purpose-driven agency you know, almost every agency has some kind of like workshop or purpose practice or some product within their agency to help clients become more purpose driven. You know, I think the idea coming out of the go go 80s, you know, to start an agency in 1990, with that sort of focus of doing good in the world and working on profits, it probably sounded insane, uh, you know, at, uh, at, at that time, but it, it's still you know, our, our North Star today for how we uh, select clients and decide to pursue new business and, and the partnerships that we have, many of them really long partnerships, our longest is 16 years now, Nice uh, working with the Colorado Lottery. So, uh, nice. so yeah, I think, you know, when I describe the agency, I talk about us as a strategically dr driven creative agency specializing in consumer behavior change. And that flows from our way of working, which we call belief in behavior design. Uh, and that is a, a work methodology that's just born out of the clients that our agency has had over those 32 years. And I know every agency person, I don't care what state you're in, California, Texas, Illinois, New York, we all know this, you get these briefs from the state of wherever you're at, right? Like, oh my gosh, we've got to get kids to, you know, quit smoking, or we have an opioid crisis in the rural part of our state. We need to destigmatize mental health services, you know? Um, we need to reduce suicides among this priority population in our state. Every agency gets those briefs, those RFPs all the time. Yeah. Anyways, that work in in the uh, shaping belief and behavior, creating better outcomes in that public health space is what built the agency in many ways and shapes 
um, how we think and solve problems strategically. When you work in that area, you just become very adept at using uh, uh, behavior change models, sure. um, uh, behavioral economics, um, just different heuristics of how we make decisions, um, how we form habits and break bad ones sure. and shift into, into good ones. So the agencies just become very, very good at doing that over a long period of time. Um, and that's how we've kind of landed on this notion of belief and behavior design as a way of working. And the ultimate uh, goal we have really for any client, whether it's a for-profit brand or one of these causes or nonprofits is ultimately uh, changing behavior. Yeah, incredible. Who are some of those clients that you've changed behavior for? that you're really proud of i i think the i think the uber case as i refer to it uh is a uh a client that uh we actually created as an agency in partnership with the state of colorado uh 10 years ago it's celebrating its 10th anniversary and it's called mantherapy.org uh and again that started as one of those briefs that come in from the state uh, the problem was uh, suicide among working age men is uh, just exploding. The rate is uh, bonkers and we have to do something as uh, a state to, to get that under control and we need an agency to help us do that. Uh, and usually those RFPs are for an ad campaign. We need like a public service campaign. Sure. Uh, and we were, we were certainly going to do that um, but we did a ton of strategy work, uh, digging in with behavioral health clinicians to get at what the real problem was. Um, and, you know, of course, ten, today, post-COVID, everyone's talking about mental health, uh, you know, being in touch with that, you know, having resources in the workplace for employees to take better care of their mental health. 10 years ago, 12 years ago, I mean, you know, we were not talking about that. It was definitely mm -hmm. in the shadows. And you think about particularly for men, uh, working class men, maybe somebody that, you know, drives a pickup truck and works with their hands. Sure. Uh, you did not talk about that uh, out in the open, certainly not at work, not with other men. You just no. stuff, stuff it down. Um, and so what we learned uh, was that uh, the the state had to get way upstream with interventions with men uh, before they were in crisis. That if a man was already in that crisis place, it's already too late. Sure. That the man's made a decision uh, of what he's going to do. Uh, and unlike women who frequently, if they try to take their lives, they're unsuccessful. Men are shockingly successful in uh, the means that they choose to, to take their own lives. So it was really critical uh, to get upstream with those interventions. Um, and what we did that was unusual was we used a campaign that's actually funny. And we created a fictitious uh, therapist named Dr. Rich Mahogany. Um, if you were to see the work on our website, you know, probably reminds you of like a mashup of Ron Burgundy and Ron Swanson from Parks and Recreation, but I, you know, I mean, I knew what this person looked like before just by the name. You know, 
there you go. So, um, so Rich Mahogany is our sort of manly man, fictitious therapist, but, yep. uh, you know, walks men through, uh, a, a, uh, a diagnostic tool that we call a 20 point head inspection, um, that, uh, men can, uh, can take and based on how they respond to that, uh, the, the platform serves up a very personalized experience, resources, things to read, uh, articles to link out to, videos to watch, um, exercises, more assessments. It really arms you uh, with the tools to start taking better, better care yep. of your mental health uh, immediately. And it started as an effort here in Colorado. Um, after that, it was licensed by seven other states. Uh, and nice. even, even the country of Australia uh, licensed it and did their own version of that concept with yeah. a, obviously an Australian guy named Dr. Brian Ironwood. Since we launched that platform, um, over a million men have visited the site. 375,000 men have taken that. Good point head inspection and nearly 40,000 men have clicked. There's a red phone. You can see in the upper right hand mm -hmm. corner of that site. And that connects men with uh, immediate crisis services today. Sure. Uh, it's known as 988. Um, pre, pre, prior to 988, it was kind of a patchwork of state by state services, but now it connects you to 988 crisis services. So I would say, uh, that is probably Cactus's Uber case, mm -hmm. um, and probably a great website. Probably the best demonstration we have of uh, the agency's uh, affinity for and effectiveness in uh, behavior change. It's perfect. I love it. And that site is mantherapy.org, and you can see the guy yeah. you guys created. I mean, I, I, I'm assuming you guys did. The visual identity for this site and it's it's perfect um, yeah you know so the the right. the name uh the 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 entire website um you know working very closely with behavioral health clinicians to create uh, yeah. a whole series of evidence-based interventions so this isn't just stuff no uh you know this is this is it's a real like deal pop psychology stuff this is real deal you know, uh, mental, mental health stuff, uh, you know, with a very important and singular goal in mind, which was to reduce, uh, male suicide. And, uh, you know, we have absolutely did that by, you know, helping, uh, hundreds of thousands of men and doing it in a unique way. And that's talking to guys the way that guys mm -hmm. talk to guys. So definitely understood the target audience here. Yeah. So, uh, you know that that's where rich mahogany comes in and just mm -hmm. sort of the humor and the tone of the campaign and every all the content that you see throughout the site is really like a guy talking to another mm -hmm. guy and and that's why it's different and that's why it's as effective as it's been for for 10 years now amazing and what about some other clients high level who else are you working with i mean this is amazing stuff here and i just want to make sure we're talking about everybody else anything else yeah. Any other ones yeah, that you sure. want to list out? We, uh, you know, we we work in some key verticals uh, uh, that 
are are pretty interesting. I guarantee you that we are the only agency that you've ever talked to that has not just one but two active state lottery accounts. Okay. We have been the agency of record for the Colorado lottery for 15, 16 years now. And we are into our first year uh, serving as the lead agency for the North Carolina oh, nice. lottery. Um, Those are fun accounts for sure. They are, they are very fun. Uh, if you like to make, you know, comedy dialogue television, uh, mm-hmm. you get to do it 12 times a year on uh, on lotteries because they have, yep. you know, new games and, and things that they want you to know about uh, sure. every month. So uh, that's just one of those uh, interesting verticals like public health and behavioral health that we've gotten very, very good at over the years. We also do a lot of work in the financial services space. And in particular, uh, you know, we work with, uh, uh, as I mentioned before, just that kind of purpose orientation and only working with brands that help people thrive in their lives that make the world a better place. When it comes to banks, um, it's really like credit unions and regional banks that are really deeply connected to the communities that they serve. So I sort of refer to them as like, you know, non-evil banks, you know, that's who we're going to, that's who we're going to work for. Not the ones that you read about that are, you know, opening fake accounts for, you know, customers that didn't know that, you know, they opened them, you know, uh, there's a lot of scandal ridden players, you know, big banks in the financial services space. Those are a terrible fit for our mission orientation here at Cactus, but we love working with uh, credit unions and, uh, and, and regional banks. So we've done, done a lot of work there. Um, we do a lot of work in the uh, adventure, travel, and uh, outdoor rec space. See Zion. Um, so yeah, we've worked with uh, Greater Zion, uh, with Vail. Um, currently, we work with Arapahoe Basin Ski Area, which is an amazing uh, legendary ski area here in Colorado. Uh, nice. We work with uh, retailers, outdoor retailers like Christie Sports, who operate in five states here in the Mountain West. Uh, we work with hard goods brands like uh, Plano Molding that makes tackle boxes and oh, cases yeah. and bow cases. Um, so uh, a, lo- a lot of experience in uh, in travel and outdoor rec. Um, we've done a lot of work in retail and CPG, of of course. Um, the, the, Boulder and Colorado in general is kind of an epicenter for sort of natural and uh, or organic foods that that whole space. Um, it's kind of ground zero here for that. So we've worked with a lot of clients in that space as well. So um, I love it. Right, right now, um, uh, pretty excited about some work that we just launched for uh, Hard House, which is a vegan QSR concept uh that's backed by by kevin hart so oh had some, lose. had some work that was an ad age just the other day uh for hard house um you know it's a right now it's just one store and they're about to launch their second store but uh you know uh kevin's out to really change the whole qsr industry yep. and give uh everyone uh, a great plant-based option. He calls it plant-based for the people. Nice. Um, and you know how to do that? How to do that and bring it to the people in a way that's 
just as delicious, just as convenient, the same price point as, you know, uh, the kind of decadent uh, analogs that we're used to at a McDonald's or a Wendy's or a Burger King. So mm -hmm. if you like In-N-Out, um, I think you'd find a lot of similarities in uh, in the menu in terms of burgers, fries, shakes, tots. It's just, it's all made of plants. And yep. so since it's only made of plants, we had some fun with food porn and created a website called onlyplants.triplex. There you go. And so you can see some anthropomorphized menu items, uh, cheeseburgers, fries, tots, shakes, Love kind, it. Of, kind of doing amateur sexy stuff. Heck uh, yeah. Uh, just like you might see on OnlyFans, but it's absurd because it's burgers and fries and shakes doing this stuff. So there you go. Very smart. We just happened to culture. <laughs> Very fun. I want to talk about you now. And yeah. Uh, kick it back to how you broke into advertising tell your story so yeah. i was going to ask you so how did you know that you wanted to be in advertising you know before you got to college what was that point where you said i want to do this for a career i i think i was just one of those kids who watched way too much tv growing up you know after sure. school like just parking myself in front of the tv and watching like Brady Bunch reruns and sort of memorizing all the, you know, dialogue and plot lines and, you know, commercial jingles, you know, sure. I'm a child of the 70s and, and 80s. So, you know, a lot of like kind of bad jingle based advertising and um, just finding out that, wow, that's actually like a job. That's, mm -hmm. that's something that you can do. And how'd you, you find know, that out, though? Um, I, I think just, you know, through in, in school, um, in, in high school, um, had some, some, uh, some teachers, art teachers that were, you know, like what they called at the time, commercial artists. Sure. So when logos and corporate identity stuff was actually, a lot of that was actually done by hand, you know, back in the day. So, so that was know, like a, yeah, going about to school and, and, and learning from folks like that. Um, and, you know, I think if when I started, I thought I might be creative, you know, because, you know, you grow up, you know, your parents tell you you're awesome and you're, yeah. you know, uh, and of course, I grew up with people telling me like, oh, you're, you're a great artist, you know, like, uh, you, you should be like a commercial artist or something. And, of course, then I got into art classes and looked at the person to my left and the person to my right and realized I would get absolutely crushed if I was in a setting where I had to like compete with these people who really do have amazing talent. Sure. Nowadays, I feel like with the software is like the Adobe suite. Yeah. You can probably, you probably could have swung it. I don't know. Um, so then I, you know, then I thought about writing cause I'm a pretty good writer. Um, but I think the idea of just sort of, um, you know, making magic on command uh, was, was something that I'm like, I don't, I don't think I can do that. I, I have a deep reverence and just I'm awestruck by people that can do that all day, every day. My, yeah, my just my switch it on that are writers and art directors. And that's, yeah. I think when I started uh, investigating and realizing, Hey, there's this, uh, there's this job path that, you know, you can be an account person and uh, you can, uh, you know, be a champion of creativity. Um, 
interested in and an advocate for writers and art directors and you can write uh quite a bit of stuff yourself um but also be interested in solving problems and business and taking care of things for uh clients and kind of more being more of a horizontal manager of all the different things that happen uh in an ad agency so that sorry um so that we have this terrible phone system here um so that that seemed uh yeah that seemed pretty interesting and so i i literally talked to my high school guidance counselor uh about you know i want to work in ad agencies and i think what i would want to do is sort of be this horizontal account role versus being a vertical specialist like a writer or an art director and uh, I grew up in the Midwest in St. Louis, Missouri, and University of Missouri, Columbia happens to be a great pretty school, good, pretty good journalism school and great, ad, school and great ad school. Yeah, the ad sequences there. So hmm. that was pretty, pretty easy decision for me. Um, nice. So I went, uh, I went to University of Missouri, Columbia, and, uh, you know, went through the J school there, um, did several internships. My final internship was at Believe it or not, TBWA Shiat Day had an office in St. Louis until 1997. Oh, nice. And I was an intern there. Why? Did they have a, a what account was there? Um, it was it wasn't an it wasn't an account. It was actually it was all about uh the guy Bill Tragos, who's the T in yep. TBWA. Uh, not a lot of people know the, what that acronym is. Right. I don't know who so the names four, are. I know four, four guys' names, but the T is uh, a New Yorker, Bill Tragos, but he went to university at Washington University, which is okay. a really Wash U. Wash U is a great school. Great school. Hard uh, to get into. St. Louis. And he wanted to have an office of TBWA in St. Louis, uh, not Chicago, but in St. Louis. Sure. So, so there was always a uh, a TBWA office there, and so I was an. It works out perfectly. I was an intern there and had a really good experience. And how'd you get the internship? That's what I, we want to know because that's just, that's pretty much a good break in right there. So I had two internships previously. That's, so that's too many uh, internships. Uh, so my my first one, my first internship was with like a print publication that my enjoy neighbor, your summers. <laughs> Drink some beer with your friends. <laughs> so my neighbor, my neighbor, my neighbor owned this print publication, and I did an internship there. And then another internship I did was when I was in college. I worked for the NPR uh, affiliate uh, on campus, so did a little bit of print, did a little bit of broadcast. Nice, but I didn't have any agency experience, so I took those two internships. And uh, fortunately, I was interviewed. Um, by uh, a guy who also went to University of Missouri Columbia mm -hmm. during the Mizzou J School, and maybe he took pity on me, but uh, he he hired me as an intern, and I had a great experience. And a few months after after that, I guess there was an opening for an entry level account person, and they called me at school and asked me, uh, "What are you doing when you get out of school?" And my answer was, "I'm going to go back to school. I want to go to." Uh, business school and get my MBA. And uh, 
they were like, well, what if you did that at night and you work for us during the day and we'll help you, we'll help you go to school. Nice. Um, so I went in to talk to him about that and, uh, that sounded like a pretty good deal. So I started, uh, yeah, I started my journey at what was the St. Louis office of TBWA Shia Day and worked there for, um, three, four years. And at night I went to, uh, uh, business school at St. Louis university, which is a Jesuit, uh, university, um, slew, slew. you got it. And, I know it. Uh, I'm here in Chicago. Got my, all those. got my, and I got my MBA at, uh, at SLU. So that was my, that was my first job. Why'd you get the MBA? Is that important? Um, do we need to do that. Is that a, is I that don't, a, is that a tip? I don't, I don't think, I don't think you need to do that. I, I felt like I needed to do that for me. High um, achiever. Um, I, you know, I think, uh, you know, in the, in the journalism school, you get to like avoid math mm-hmm. and, you know, a lot of sort of just kind of basic, business. you know, business yeah. things that I think without having that, that grounding, that understanding, I don't think you're as effective as an account person, you know, just in terms of understanding the pressures that, you're, yeah. that, that your clients are under no, when they point. say, when they say things that make you want to pull your hair out or make decisions that seem gutless um, and are really frustrating to us as agency people mm-hmm. kind of understanding, you know, w- what these, what these guys are going through. Um, so absolutely, I felt yeah, like seeing the client for sure. I, I felt like it helped me just to be better in understanding the clients that I was going to work with over the years. No, that's absolutely fair. Uh, and look, you have a very, very clear vision of what you wanted at an early age. I also had that and I was really fortunate. And that's, I think, that's an advice piece we could just talk about right now yeah try to figure that out as early as you can and do that through the podcast listen to account listen to copywriting listen to art listen to strategy listen to production look now if you listen to this podcast you're already doing this but i would love for people like their freshman year of college if they go to college to understand like very early on what the roles are and then maybe that's why i want to be an advertising 100 teacher because I yeah. feel like at an early age, they need to figure that out as soon as they can, because then, boom, they could work backwards, just like I, you did. You knew I, for very early on. I couldn't, I could not agree more. Um, and just because you select advertising or being an account person, it doesn't mean you're going to be like me and be doing it 30 years later. You might do it for a few years, right? really figure out what you like, and then maybe go to the client side, or you, you go work for a nonprofit, you do something totally different. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've taught uh, a class at the university level at Mizzou J School and then also at CU nice. uh, that I call uh, creative account leadership. It's basically just being an account person that creative people don't hate. That's yep. just of the class. But it 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 never ceases to amaze me. These, these, it's a class of seniors, graduating seniors. And I usually ask them like, you know, what do you guys want to do? Who wants to work in advertising? It's crazy. Uh, and you see these, like, maybe don't a know. few hands go up or this sort of, like, kind of, I don't know, hand motion. And then even if people know that they want to go work in agencies, then I ask the question, do you want to be an art director? Do you want to be a writer? Do you want to be a strategist? Do you want to be an account person? Yeah. And 
you just get just blank stares. I just uh, did this. I mean, I, I, I've been going to schools and I start off, raise your hand what year you are, raise your hand. If you, you, first off, I go, you're going to, I'm only talking to people that work in ad agencies. I don't know anything else. Yeah. And I go, do you want to work account? Do you want to do the same exercise as you raise yeah. your hand and they don't know. And then, uh, you know, you might get one or two that are very certain, but it's just so and, you just have the upper hand when you know, when you can work backwards. The best. Well, on, on a, on a resume, just telling me what you, what's your ask? What, what can I do to help you? And it's so much better if somebody says, I am looking for an entry level account management role in a creative agency setting yeah. to help me further my journey in advertising or capitalize on the skills I've learned in the two, three internships that I've had. Mm -hmm. I now know exactly what to do with this person yep. and how I can help them. What right. I frequently see are resumes that essentially say, I can write, I take great pictures, I know Adobe Creative Suite, I can design stuff, uh, whatever you guys need me to do. Yeah. My parents have told me I'm awesome, just like my parents told me I was sure. awesome. Sure. And just, you know, essentially what they're asking me to do is either create a multidisciplinary job for them that doesn't exist or or for us in an interview setting to kind of figure out what they yeah. should do with their lives. And, yeah. and I don't, I, don't have time. as somebody that's hiring, um, I don't have time for that. No. You know, um, it, it's so much better if the person has done the work on themselves to understand yeah. I'm not great at everything. These are my strengths. These right. are the things that I need to work on. And this is the area of an agency that I think I can come in and have the most impact, even as an entry level person, mm -hmm. I will help move this agency forward. If you just give me a chance, but you've got, you've got to know uh, what you want to do. Love don't that. make, don't make me try to figure it out in an interview setting. So crucial. So crucial. Um, yeah. Are you hearing me? Okay. I'm just going to question. Okay, yeah. definitely su super crucial. I've heard people say they want to be a creative, and I go, okay. Do you want to write or do you want to do art? And they go, I can do both. No, pick one. Yeah, pick one. Yeah, you got to, uh, you know, um, yeah. So many, you know, I'm. Hey, I'm a, I'm a two way player. I can, I can do this. I can do that. It's basically like whatever you need, you know just plug me in and I'm, I'm going to, and you can see it. how that might sound good. Like I could do anything. I'm willing to do, learn. I'm willing, to, yeah. I'm willing to help you out. That's a, it's a great mentality. You should be willing to learn and, and, you know, take us challenge once you're in there, but yeah. Pat, we're talking about from the job prospecting uh, perspe perspective, like when you're in these interviews, you want to show something that's pointed. Yeah. That you, yep. For that specific. I, role. I think it's fine for an internship too, to have that kind of sure. horizontal multidisciplinary, um, cause that's oftentimes what many internship experiences are. Yeah. You're um, not, yeah, absolutely. And you're learning an internship and you, you could, you could be honest at an internship. You'd be like, I'm definitely interested in account, but I also might want to dabble in strategy. I want to help out and, and job right. show strategy. That's great for an internship. Yep. Yeah. But not, yeah for, not when you're, not when you're getting into you're, the work. Yeah. When you're, when you're interviewing for a position and yeah. you're being considered with, somebody's taking an hour out of their day to, to talk to you, like, you know, 
I need to know that you're interested in that position, qualified for it. Uh, I, yep. I don't, I don't want to put somebody say in an entry level account service role, and then six months later they go, actually, I want to be a filmmaker. I, nope. You know, um, again, don't, don't make me, don't make the agency sort of work out your existential career crisis on the clock. Right. Right. Exactly. Perfect. How do we, how can people find out? Um, uh, what they're interested in other than like like what are yeah I guess like what do you think you would do if you weren't sure again nowadays yeah um, I think I think the one of the things I love about advertising uh, is just the generosity of the people who work in this industry um, and how willing they are uh, to do things like this podcast and talk to students talk to uh, you know, even down into like high school, you know, to help them understand uh, about the business, about yep. the different, uh, all the different ways you can, you know, like, hey, if you're a math nerd, and you love like crunching numbers, like, guess what, you can be a data analyst, you know, and, you know, like, go, go nuts with these insanely huge data files um, you know, to help us drive our clients business forward, you know, yep. you can be finance. in, you can be in media, you can be in finance, you know, you can be an art director, you can be a designer, you can, uh, you know, you can be a writer an account person, a project manager. There's so many, there's so many ways that you can contribute to an ad agency, but, you know, a lot of those are, you know, those are vertical specialties, you know, um, you're, you know, a, a brand strategist or a copywriter or an art director, they are very good at like one, a project manager, one thing. And they, they do that with, you know, great ability and professionalism all day, every day. Whereas I think the difference with account is uh, I talk about it as it's a horizontal role yep. uh, within the agency where I've got to know, you know, uh, I've heard I've, a colleague of mine once talked about you have to be the sort of second best at everything in the agency. You know, you have to know just enough about like art direction, design, writing, project management, media, brand strategy. You have to know just enough to be dangerous, you know, and and be that kind of cruise director, if you will, for your clients to help them get the most out of the agency that that you work in. I heard somebody said uh, account. A great account version has to be a Swiss Army knife, but yeah. with a chef's knife for a blade. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, no, that's it's 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 a good one. It's it's a. Uh, I just I feel I feel blessed to have have been able to to do this for for as long as I have. But um, to your question about you know what what do you do? Um, I'm just struck at uh, how generous people are with their time. Sure. You know, if you ask people like yourself or people like me, if you reach out to them on LinkedIn, connect with them on LinkedIn, write a note and write a note and say, uh, do you have, do you have 15 minutes, 20 minutes that you could just do a quick informational interview with me just to tell me a little bit about what you do, what, you know, what you do, what you love about what you do uh, in, in your agency, talk to an account person, talk to a writer, talk to an art director, yep. um, you know, start to kind of you're starting to build a network of people who work for great agencies who have said yes to you 
yep. and they'll refer at the end of each one of those calls, ask them for one name of someone else that can be your next call. And through those conversations, you're not only starting to build a network that I know just for myself has served me so well for so long, um, you know, but you, you start working out uh, the parts of the business that really are interesting to you and the ones that I'm glad somebody else does that in the agency because that does not sound interesting to me. Crunching numbers and doing, you know, uh, you know, analysis on these giant data files doesn't, maybe it doesn't sound interesting to you. That's okay. Cause somebody else will do that, right. but you can sort of do the process of elimination to yep. find the ones that are most interesting to you. And then, you know, focus your course of study on that. If you're a creative person, you might want to go to a finishing school afterwards. You know, it might be a three-year program. It might be a five quarter program. Um, but, you know, once you zero in on, you know, what you want to do within an agency, then, you know, do, do whatever you can to just learn as much as you can about it. Talk to as many people as you possibly can uh, that do that job and, and get advice from them. And I, I have found that people in this industry uh, have a bias to saying yes to, yeah. to smart young people who reach out and are interested in in this industry you know we we need you we we need smart young people um you know to to keep all of our agencies modern and relevant and creating work that connects with modern consumers or we're just getting busy going out of business yep and what you explained like that process of uh reach out linkedin connect with them, have a conversation, and then ask for one more is exactly what I did. I just recorded the conversations. Yeah. And you can see my process of going from my friends to their friends to their friends of friends, and that grew to 135 episodes later. There so it's the same process. Everybody does it. Um, yeah. As long as you write, as, as the number one tip I have, write a LinkedIn note. Yeah. That's it. And I can, I do it every time. And I do it different for every person. And I, it takes me five seconds. I per, per, I mastered it. I'm like, hey, my name is Gino. I run this yeah. podcast. I would love to connect with you and have you on. Yeah. Boom, done. Figure out what that is for that person. I don't know what you would want to say other than you might want to connect and learn about them. Yeah. But when you forget that note, people won't connect with you as much. And, it's and just, I, I, will, I will say um, that's not only a course of action and a skill that will help you break into this business. It's something I use to this day for new in business and my, yeah. my, for new business and my job as a CMO. Um, I've been president of the ad club here in Denver and, you know, sent notes to like Lee Clow or oh yeah Jeff Goodby to say, Hey, would you, would you agree to come to Colorado and just give it, give a talk to, you know, mm -hmm. you know, this, you know, this, uh, yep. this uh, day long, you know, mm -hmm. advertising symposium or talk to this class that I'm teaching at a university level. So right. it's a skill that, you know, you'll, you'll need for the entirety of your career. But it's, it's also, I think, exactly the way that you can learn the specific areas of, of the agency business that are exciting to you that that mm -hmm. feel like 
that don't feel like work, that feel like a calling. Right. Perfect. And this podcast will, I'm sure will, uh, I can connect anybody with anybody on the show. And of course, with you, Jeff, best way I'm assuming is LinkedIn then if they leave a note properly. Absolutely. LinkedIn is great. And my email is easy. My initials are JG. So it's just JG at cactusinc.com. Nice. So an email or uh, a note on LinkedIn. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd love to connect and help you on your journey in any way that I possibly can. It's uh, this, this industry has given so much to me over the years. Um, you know, I think it's, it's the, it's the least, it's the least I can do. I, 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 it's a quote that sometimes attributed David Ogilvy. I probably have it wrong, but you know, it's like, don't forget to send the elevator back down, you know uh, you know, when, when you feel like you're kind of set, you've had a good career, um, yeah. you know, always make sure to, you know, uh, help, help the next wave, the next generation of folks fall in love with this business. Cause you know, there's a lot, of, there's a lot easier ways to make a living than working in the, in the agency business. So finding people that have, you know, that are the same kind of weirdos that you are, that I am, you know, that, you know, see this as just like, on some days, it's like so much fun. I can't believe I get paid to do it. You know, um, we need people that feel that way about uh, agency work. And I just, I feel very fortunate that I still feel that way, that I still love uh, what I do and getting to come in every day. So, you know, finding that, that next generation of weirdos that, uh, you know, that, that want to come in and keep the crazy train rolling. Like, right. you know, it, it starts with those conversations. So please reach out. Perfect. Amazing, Jeff. Amazing job. Thanks so much for all of your insight, telling your story, telling us about cactus and telling us how we can reach out to you. So I'm sure our, our audience will do that. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for listening to this entire episode of the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. If you like what you heard, it would mean a lot to us and help us grow and get better guests and better break-ins if you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave us five stars and a small review if you have the time. Be sure to connect with our guests if you like what they said by going to our Instagram at breaking and entering pod that's all one word breaking and entering pod on instagram we have links to their portfolios and their linkedin and they want to connect so do that and thank yous thank you to mikey malarkey our audio engineer and buchan jung our creative director can't do without you two and a team from the university of illinois it's a student team from the agency called AdBuzz, their pr agency and it's been a pleasure working with them thank you all so much and we will see you next week with another amazing guest